0: What is up, everyone? Welcome into the BetUS NBA show. Glad to have you with us here on this Wednesday. We have Alex Christensen and Josh C. joining us today. I'm your host, Kate Constable. It was a great day for us on the show yesterday, gentlemen. Josh, you went 3-0. I went 1-0. and Chris, 1-1. and Not terrible there. And it was also a great night for both the Grizzlies and the Celtics, who evened the series so Josh, we'll start with the Celtics. Great showing by them last night. They finally looked like the team that we've seen these past couple weeks.
1: They did defensively. Uh, it was much <laughs> much improved at that end. Offensively, I don't know. I didn't love it. Um, you know, we saw in the second half when the threes don't fall like they did early on. Uh, they're still having quite a bit of trouble there in terms of finding any sort of rhythm. So obviously just relieved and happy to be at one all and i think the series still has a pretty long way to go um and a lot for both teams to sort of work out obviously like i said the fact that boston's defense was able to step up in the manner it did i think puts them in good stead heading to milwaukee uh but they need to do more offensively than just you know try and hit it about 45 percent from deep in order to put separation between them and this bucks team so Yeah, still probably a little over a line on the three ball, which is, it's normal. It happens against Mike Budenholzer teams. It's by design. That's what he wants to give up. So at the same time, you know, there's players there that can shoot at a pretty high level. So it'll probably win them at least another game, if not two. But uh, if you want to win this series, I still think they need to do a little bit more.
0: Alex, what did you think of the Celtics without Marcus Smart in yesterday? Because that was a fairly big blow. I mean, defensive player of the year. And he's announced out just a couple hours before game time.
2: So I think we've been reminded a lot. It's really difficult for teams to deal with an injury during the middle of a game. There's so much time and game planning put in that once you lose a big piece of that or it becomes wildly diminished, it really throws teams off. And, and not to blame necessarily all of game one on that, but I think that really kind of put them in a loop there, whereas last night they knew coming in he wasn't going to be on the floor and I'm with Josh as much as I thought it was odd for Josh to complain about them scoring 109 points in a fairly slow game like they did shoot 47% 46% from three I mean how did they not score more points than this they only scored 18 in the third quarter so kind of a funky game it's been a funky series I mean the Celtics only shot 33% in the first game Milwaukee played really well what stands out to me again is that the Celtics for whatever reason have figured out the rebounding here a little bit um, beat the Milwaukee Bucks and offensive boards, which I think is the first time that's happened all season in the five or six times they played, and that's going to make a real difference because that's one of the ways the Bucks honestly win a lot of games. They're always getting five, six more offensive rebounds than everybody else, and those extra possessions really matter long term. So the series is 1 1. As someone who was pretty nervous with a lot of Bucks futures, I feel okay.
0: It's a good sign going back to Milwaukee. These next two games are in Milwaukee. So to even the series heading home, got to be a great sign for the Bucks. You talked about when a player goes out. In the middle of the game, well, uh, Gary Payton Jr. went out three minutes into the Grizzlies-Warriors game yesterday. What's that eye roll for, Alex?
2: It's just so much to unpack with what (laughs) happened yesterday. And if you haven't seen it already, go pull up J.J. Redick talking about it. Um, He does a really good minute or two about not actually the situation, but the way that people are talking about the situation. It's really fascinating stuff. And just at the end of the day... It's a basketball game. Yes, it was way too hard of a foul. I don't know why Draymond didn't necessarily get a little more trouble for that versus kind of what Brooks did. But I mean, Brooks at the end of the day was the same thing, honestly, as the Draymond in the first game. That's the way they write the rules. If you hit somebody in the head real hard and pull them down, you're out. Like, that's just where it's not a question anymore. So again, it's just one of those things. There's a lot of takes. I hope everybody can just calm down and get to focus on basketball the next time. It was a fun game. The Warriors shooting kind of fell off a little bit at the end. And again, you know, uh, as I joked before the show, I'll handicap in these games. Figure out which team's going to have a bad three-point shooting night. Bet the other team. The Warriors are only seven for 38. Memphis not only covers, they win outright.
0: Yeah, the Warriors' shot quality from game one to game two, there's quite a difference. I mean, 58% shot shot quality in Game One, 53 in Game Two, and so Josh, yesterday you were on the Grizzlies, both both in the first quarter and the first half, and that was definitely the side to be on yesterday.
1: Yeah, the Grizzlies came out with aggression, as we kind of expected, I think. Um, It was more so as well, just, uh, you know, this isn't a team that's going to necessarily lay down. And I think the overreactions to game one that the Warriors were potentially going to sweep was just out of this world. Uh, This is very much a series, I think, and a series that still has quite a few games to play. Um, But but with that, you know, I think we still see the vulnerabilities of Memphis, uh, especially down the stretch of games. Um, And the flip side is, you know, the Warriors haven't exactly looked fantastic themselves down the stretch of games either for a team that's supposed to be uh, the veteran and more experienced side of the two. So uh, a lot of basketball to be played in that series. Uh, I I still think there's a lot to like about Memphis game to game here and their ability to extend this one um, beyond just sort of five, maybe even more than six games.
0: 40 plus points for John Morant yesterday. What did you guys both think of his performance?
2: he's Tom a
0: Rancy superstar it's right yeah. more
2: fun to watch than him right now he runs he, up and down, he's got the goofy looking hair so you can always see where he is and, it just, and I'm sorry, I just think it's goofy I don't know why, like all that stuff it's gotta it's got be hard to play basketball with that going on Like that has to like mess up your head weight and stuff, like, I, I wonder if it would mess him up if you cut him all off, like would it throw off his jumper or something with the weight displacement but he's so much fun to watch you gotta love it.
0: I always think that with Reggie Bullock's hair. You know, he's got the thing going oh, almost in front of his face. Like, does that ever get in his eyes?
2: Has to. Yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely
2: has to. He's bobbing there constantly. Like, right like... And uh,
0: uh. someone with... I have probably John Moran's length hair. If mm. I were ever to work out with, like, my hair down, oh, my gosh, that would be disgusting. Like, <laughs> it has to be all pulled up off my neck, no sweat touching the hair. I don't know how he does it. It's it's actually quite impressive.
2: It is. It is.
1: It's very Not impressive.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Enough hair talk. Let's uh, move on to today's games. We'll check out our overall record to start. Josh with a 3-0 and day yesterday, Ninety nine, ninety two, sitting in a good spot going into today. Alex, I forgot to ask you, how was your betting day yesterday, even though you weren't on the show?
2: Well, so pretty similar to today, not much on my slate. There was two looks. I thought about maybe back in the Bucks, but once Marcus Smart moved out, I didn't like the number anymore, and it just looked like funky. It was good that I avoided that. Thought about a Warriors-Grizzlies under, passed, shouldn't have. Yep. I was on the Warriors-Grizzlies under. Great move. So 0-0 instead of 1-1. Same (laughs) situation.
0: It's just fine. Uh, Sixers Heat tonight. We'll start with them. Heat are once again the heavy favorite, 8 points at home. Total here is 208. The Heat took game 1, 106-92. Sixers are still without big man Joel Embiid, which proved to be quite costly in game 1 as was expected. So Josh, with the Heat looking to take the 20 lead tonight, what angle are you looking at in this game?
1: Uh a really gross one. One that doesn't <laughs> make a ton of sense on face value, but Um, I'm expecting a much better night from both teams offensively, much more scoring. I think in particular Miami, having looked at how they play, the Atlanta series, having looked at sort of past situations, the similar situations that Spolster has been in with this Miami team in game two, they do like to try and be a bit more aggressive in pushing tempo and attacking in transition and, and getting their shots off early in the shot clock. And I can see that definitely coming to the fore again today against this Philadelphia team who, themselves have admitted basically that they need to try and play faster offensively they need to do a better job of attacking miami early so that they aren't in these situations uh where they're having to deal with what is a very good half-court defense so it, it should lend itself i think to a few more scoring opportunities for both sides it should lend itself to better shot quality i think from both sides as well um and ultimately you know i think the heat probably carry the bulk of that offensive scoring but um, you know that said I think the line is quite sharp I think that's probably where it's going to fall is in and around that sort of six to nine point range is what I'm projecting uh, but I show an edge just on, on the total here even though uh, like I said it's not the most comfortable position you'll be on tonight but like uh, just looking at the two styles and the, the way that both these teams are likely to I think operate um, offensively in particular means that we should get some Highest scoring opportunities on what's a low total and number here. So I'm going to look in the over here on the full game and hope that we do get that Miami adjustment that we've seen so often from them in these situations.
0: Neither team shot very well from three in that first game either. I mean, Danny Green, George Nang, Tobias Harris for Philly, they were two of 16 collectively from three-point range. The Heat, I mean, um, Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. He had a great game from from deep, but other than that, I mean, no one really shot the ball that great uh, from three-point land. Alex, if the Sixers play this game at a faster pace tonight, does that mean we don't quite see James Harden having that big of a game? Because he technically kind of slows down the game.
2: There's a lot of conflicting narratives. We want to run the ball, but we're going to start DeAndre Jordan. We want to play faster, but James Harden's going to have the ball in his hands more often. There's just a lot of things to be concerned about, not only with what Glenn Rivers are doing, but there's been some videos floating around. Apparently, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey don't like each other, so... There's just, I agree with Josh. This looks like an overspot. The shooting from three was definitely poor in the first game, but the shooting overall was okay, 43%, almost 44% for both teams from the field, which is fine, maybe just a touch below average. So I think you'll see some more scoring from that, but I really wonder if we do see a faster pace, as much as Miami does like to try and push things a little bit. I wonder if they look at this series and just go, you know what? All we have to do is kind of take care of business. Let's not try to get any— Buddy hurt or try anything crazy let's keep some cards in our back pocket as we go forward so as I go through this it feels like an over spot maybe a Miami team total over would probably be a play it was one of the things I was looking at earlier they should put up a bunch of points but just too much to kind of unpack here again lean towards the over but not feeling strong enough to make a play
0: give me the tea on James Harden and Tyrese Maxey what's they don't like each other this is news to me
2: there was like some tweet floating around with a video where Harden tries to sit down to Maxi, and Maxi keeps getting up and moving, and Harden follows him, and he gets up and moves again, and not like it was like a and there's not like a ha 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 we're having fun sort of face on this. Like Maxi looks furious while it's happening, so who knows? I mean, t- maybe that's what Glenn Rivers is doing. He's trying to distract from that by forcing DeAndre Jordan down our throat. Maybe it's just next level gaslighting. I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh- a drama in Philly. Uh drama in South South Beach tonight, maybe for the Sixers. But Josh feeling good about the over, playing the over 108 tonight. Maz and Suns tonight. Suns took that first game. And um they were winning for the majority of that game, actually, but the Mavs kinda stormed back late in that fourth quarter. Uh Suns end up winning by I believe seven. So, uh, Josh, we'll start with you again tonight. Is this going to be another game where we see the Suns dominate for three quarters and the Mavs cover on the back end?
1: Ah, Look, firstly, I hope not. But I think (laughs) it's another game where the Suns can dominate for three quarters once again. Uh, um, You know, I said basically everything the same as, as game one in that I think it's a mismatch in terms of the styles of these two teams. I think Phoenix matches up perfectly with Dallas. And I'm not sure Dallas has the bodies or the coach to make the adjustments uh, necessary to slow down Phoenix's scoring primarily. And and in turn, you know, change something for their offense where you look at that game and obviously there was a late flurry there in the fourth quarter, but Luca probably couldn't have done much more in terms of being a scorer. They got, you know, ridiculous contributions from Maxi Kleber off the bench Um, as a team. They still shot over 40% from deep, uh, you know, so the, the things that they need to do to win, they did, and they still fell short uh, by some margin, I think, you know, in the end, even though they did make that little run. So The Suns' offense, like I said, I think it still just keeps ticking. I still think they're able to get to their spots. They're able to execute exactly what they want. Obviously, you know, you still need them to make their shots to an extent, but I am confident that they will. Like I said, I think that everything for Phoenix in this series is uh, in their favor. So until I can see something from Dallas where they're able to make some sort of adjustment, um, that highlights uh, a capability, perhaps, that they can swing things in their favor. I'm just going to keep assuming that Phoenix is going to be able to keep exposing them with the basketball and that they'll be able to do enough defensively to get the stops there as well. So hopefully another night as well where DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton is able to dominate inside, because I think that has a big part to play in it as well. The rebound disparity for Phoenix was noticeable, and you know if they replicate that again, then that's, that's another sort of nail in the coffin for Dallas, if you will.
0: Well, I like that take because I'm also going to play on the Suns a couple different angles. I'm going to take the Suns first quarter team total over 28 and a half and the first half minus three. I mean, game one got out to a pretty fast start, and I think the Suns are going to be kind of upset coming into this game, knowing that they let Dallas back in in the fourth quarter and kind of gave Dallas a little bit of confidence, thinking that they can really hang around with them. So I think the Suns start this game off fast. Devin Booker is one of the best uh, first quarter scorers in the NBA. And the Mavs also like to play at a faster pace to start off this game. So I see some points in this uh, first quarter for the Suns. And then I also just, I mean, echo a lot of what you just said, Josh, in terms of all the adjustments that the Mavs will have to make. And if they're able to make those, DeAndre Ayton, I mean, the center position for the Suns was dominant in game one. So I think this is going to be a Suns up at halftime. Um, And I don't don't hate your full game look either. I just got to, you know, pace myself a little bit and not get too carried away. (laughs) Alex, no plays at all for you today, what's going on? it's I mentioned
2: this before the show some days you have a lot of ideas and none of them sound good I wrote down (laughs) six seven eight different things that I might possibly bet on I think I gave out four or five of them on the last game as I look at this game I like your handicap the first quarter Kate one of the things I might be doing as I watch the game I'll be hunting for a live game under at some point during the first half Um, we saw the scoring really explode in the first and second quarters there I mean 25 35 you know so you're looking at 60 points and then 65 points in the second quarter so maybe hunt Second half under something like that. I I do expect this game to slow down a little bit as maybe it tightens up Uh, at the end of the day. uh, You know, you guys talked about it. Phoenix was up by double digits almost the entire game. I think that Dallas was inside the number for 60 seconds, maybe less. And uh, for some reason, you know, we had to come down to sweating a bucket at the end for those of us that had the Suns minus five and a half. But uh, you look at it, Dallas had a solid game, shot 47% of the field, 41% with a high volume of three pointers, won the free throw battle by seven. The <laughs> To get smoked on the boards which is something you know we talked about I expected and you know Josh and I again we're kind of on board here this should be a great series inside for Phoenix after you know what they had to deal with against New Orleans and the turnovers were close I mean usually Dallas turns the ball over more so I don't know what Dallas does take it better in this game than what we saw last game you know maybe Phoenix comes back to earth a little bit they did shoot a blistering 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three so maybe some of that ticks back a little bit but there's no reason to think that Phoenix isn't going to keep rolling I just have the number pretty close to where it is. I think it's right about six. I made it seven. So I'm happy to leave that. Like I said, I'll wait and see at some point in the first half. I'll start live betting some unders. All
0: right. Well, Josh and I both like Phoenix rolling tonight. I'm playing the first quarter team total over 28 and a half and the sun's first half minus three. And Josh has taken the full game minus six questions. Tawny, thank you for um, sending this in. Tawny's been watching these last couple uh, games, has plenty of questions. So player props for tonight. Love to see that question. Josh, we're just going to give this one to you.
1: Uh, well, we just spoke about it. I, I don't see why you would move away from DeAndre Ayton props tonight. His points, his points, rebounds. I think he's just going to keep dominating the inside. It's a really favorable matchup for him and one that I think they'll continue to exploit as well. So that probably, for me, the, the top look on the board and you know, maybe a multitude of different ways to attack it is probably the best way tonight.
0: I don't disagree with that at all. I took his points in the first game and I might take his rebounds in, in this game tonight. Alex, in that first game, Sixers heat. You're uh, targeting DeAndre Jordan, I assume, for uh, his points, rebounds, assist prop. He's going to have a good game.
2: I'm going to pretend you didn't say that and just mention <laughs> that I really like Tyler Hero overs in the first game, and I continue to like Tyler Hero overs. Give me the points over, the assist over, stack some alts there. There is just nothing stopping him when he's on the floor. And honestly, even when the Sixers starters are on the floor, I'm not sure that they have anybody right now that's capable of slowing him down. I mean, Thibault does a nice job every once in a while, but yeah, I'm just going to keep stacking Hero overs until they set him at like 25 points and eight assists or something. It just, he's going to wreck in this series.
0: James has a question. How about a Suns Heat Moneyline Parlay? I don't hate that idea.
1: I don't hate it either, to be perfectly honest. Um, Like I said, I think we've spoken about the reasons why both those favorites should go through or rather get the job done pretty convincingly, I think, on their home floor here. So I can't really find reason to talk you off it, to be perfectly blunt, unless, you know, you do have to deal with, that Dallas sort of three-point barrage and if they hit it 50% then maybe that derails you a little bit but yeah
2: so juicy. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to look at it here. You put the two together, you're looking at it around minus 135, minus 140. And it is, it's one of those situations where I can't honestly tell you which underdog is going to win. And I don't have any faith that either one of the other dogs is going to win. But we've seen Miami put up clunkers. And if the Sixers team really, again, maybe Glenn Rivers is just <laughs> fooling us all. And we're going to see DeAndre Jordan start. He yanks him real quick dumps in a shooter, and they're just sprinting up and down the floor, firing threes from everywhere. And it just looks like James Harden in Houston again. I, I, again, I don't know what the chances of that happening are, but you put the chances of that together with the chances that Luka just goes nuclear. And I start to get a little queasy about a bet that, um, you know, I think you need to win almost, was it, like 60% of the time, close to that. It's just, it's a lot to ask for.
0: I say do it. It's a playoffs. Go for it, Right? <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the bets we are taking tonight. Our best bet, Alex, that. is gonna have a quiet night tonight. Uh, but Josh and I are both playing a couple angles on the Suns here, and Josh has taken the Heat over two oh eight. Alex, are you still gonna watch the games and you know enjoy your Sixers tonight? Try to at least.
2: Well, you say those like it's the same thing. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I am
2: it's going to, unenjoyable watch. to watch. I them. don't know if I will enjoy it. I would set the over-under on quarters of minutes. I'll go with minutes because I'll probably flip back and forth quite a bit. I'll toss the over on game minutes watch 24. We'll go 23 minutes and 59 seconds
0: just
2: so we we have a decision.
0: Uh, And Aaron here in our chat feature, he actually kind of likes the under in the Heat uh, Sixers game. But going against Josh, he said, that's always tough. And I agree with you. I hate going against Josh.
2: Take an Uh. alt-under. Find some like with under 200 at a nice big juicy plus number. Because if it goes under, it's going way under.
1: Yeah, I also agree with Aaron. (laughs) It's not a bad look at all. It's it's one of those situations where, like Alex said, if it goes under, it's going to go under by margin. And I'm just going to look like I'm way off the ballpark there. So uh, an alt under, if you want to do that, is probably the best way to do it.
0: There we go. That's the angle to take. All right, that's all we have for today. Be sure to hit that subscribe alert little uh, bell button so you know when we're going live. And we would love it if you would head over to Twitter, give us all a follow. You can always get a little bit more info from us on games there. Alex is at underscore noops. I'm at Kate Constable. And Josh is at punt underscore school. We will see you all back here tomorrow. Have a good night.